Avengers Spotlight! And welcome to Avengers Spotlight, a subsidiary of Back to the Bins, a subsidiary of Two True Freaks, a subsidiary, a subsidiary of the Monza Corp. I am Dr. Bill Robinson, podcastologist, longtime Avengers fan, and with me are two of my favorite companions, one Pool Spitaro. Not quite sure it's pronounced that way, but okay. Oh, I thought it was French. <laughs> I'm still not sure it would be pronounced pool. <laughs> and one David Pascarilla. Binsters begin. Roll montage. <laughs> and, <we> are, <laughs> and we are here to discuss some Avengers, but it is not. Of course, you may have already seen by the the graphic, if you have, it is not a comic book, although we will touch on some. But we are going to discuss uh, what we originally wanted to do, or I had an idea to cover the first episode of each of the three Avengers animated series. But instead, we're going to scale back and just do, for, for now, we're going to do the first two of the first series from um, 1999. Uh, from October ni- ni- 99 to February of 2000. And this was the Avengers United We Stand, which, uh, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get into this. It, make, it makes sense to do the first two episodes because yeah. it was a two-part episode. The, it was a two-part intro. The, so we'll do this one and then we'll move on to the next one and then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I gotta say, uh, the, there's a lot of things I remember from nineties cartoons. Whew. Well, did any of the three of us watch this as it came out? Cause I no, because no. 99, I, I, this totally squeaked by me because I, let's see, 99 is, I said, my daughter, I think my second child was being, was born in October of that year. So yeah, no. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I had I had a uh, you know I had one and I had another one on the way, mm-hmm. uh, and this totally went under my radar. I was just totally unaware it was even on at the time, and it was sometime afterwards that I saw it. Yeah, well, this is the first time I've seen it. So I've yeah. seen I've seen all thirteen issues episodes. I keep saying issues. Uh, somebody I don't even remember where I got it, but somebody I think I might have gotten it on eBay. Uh, a DVD of the 13 episodes, mm. uh, and I, and I had watched it, you know, with my son when he was at an age where, well, when he was first at an age where he could watch it, because I could probably still get him to sit down and watch it if I wanted to. Uh, how about you, Dave? Did you had you seen this? 
I never even knew it existed until okay. you messaged me. But it's, it's an interesting thing. I think there were some interesting choices before we even get to the episodes. Uh, you know, they, they were doing it. And I don't know if it was a choice or a legal circumstance that they did not have it go around Captain America, Thor and Iron Man. Uh, they they are all mentioned in this two-parter. Uh, over the course of the series, the 13 episodes that they made, uh, there's one episode where Captain America appears and there's one episode where Iron Man does. But they're not the focus by any stretch. I would imagine if it went on longer, Thor would have been seen at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'm, I, you know, as I understand it, this was more along the lines of what was going on in West Coast Avengers. That was more the inspiration for this. But, I, you know, like I said, I think they made some interesting choices, not only the team, uh, but to not even have an origin episode, to just start it, you know, with an, an already existing team with, a, you know, with a history that we could learn more about as time goes on was it was an interesting choice in itself. Well, now, it's funny you mention that because the actual... Um, they call me Mr. Segway. Yes. <laughs> the actual comic book, which was six issues, um, same title, same somewhat same style art. The first two issues of that comic book tell the story prior to the first episode. They set things up as to why they have armor, which is because uh, they had gotten injured. The Pym armor helps them. Don't ask me how. It's Pym particles. Helps them recover from uh, injuries, helps them heal quicker. So that kind of gave us those two, first two issues, which I have not read in a, I've t- it's been a long, long time since I've read them. I didn't have time to review them before this, but I just read, grabbed like a quick, a quick synopsis about them. So, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that was really the, yeah, the story behind the story before we got to this. Um, because this kind of picks up, um, I guess I'll do a quick, I found <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was really no, <laughs> it was either all or nothing with the different synopsis, synopses I found. I had the same, same experience. <laughs> it's either frame by frame, line by line, or here's the Avengers protecting a president, Ultron attacks Wonder Man gets hurt. <laughs> it was either, you know, war and peace or a quick blurb. So, uh, oh, it reminds me of my first marriage. <laughs> did you, did you. Oh, OK. So here we are. This is this. This is what I found about the comic. So the first two issues take place before the series and explains the use of armor in the series. It was revealed that Hawkeye got his legs broken by Dragon Man. Ouch. And used pimp articles to reduce the pain. The third issue explained how Wonder Man and Hawkeye joined. He shrunk the pain. I I I don't know. Maybe he knitted the bones back together. I don't know. Uh, the comic featured a number of characters that did not appear in the series, and some who had never appeared in any Marvel animated universe series. Black Panther, remember this is 1999, Black Panther, Quicksilver, Black Widow, Baron Strucker, Hydra, Black Knight, Doctor Doom, AIM, and the Collector. It says Collector, but it should be The Collector. 
He's not just a collector, folks. He's the collector. Now, also, so by watching this, did you think there was a toy tie-in? <laughs> I would, I would have guessed yes. Yeah, the show was heavily criticized for its complimentary toy line. The Avengers costume was redesigned so that every character had battle armor. There were battle armors for every occasion, such as suits designed for jungle, ultra armor, undersea, and space. In addition, each character had their own personalized armor instead of being generic enough for everyone. There were also a number of battle armors sold to stores that did not appear in the show. In addition, the main villain, Ultron, would change designs quite often. I noticed that through these two two episodes. All this seemed to suggest that the producers wanted to sell many different action figures. <laughs> Sounds like the Batman one. Yes, I remember that. They where they just went hog wild crazy, and just every time you turn around, there was a new from Batman the a- animated series. There was a completely new, um, you know. Oh, here's the here's the water. Here's the undersea Batman. Here's this. Here's that. But it was pretty much stuff you never saw in the cartoon. Yes, yes. So, and they were kind of criticized here for that. Uh, oh, receptions. The series was criticized by fans and critics, often ranking it among the worst, if not the worst, of all animated series based on Marvel comics. I don't. I didn't find it to be offensive. No, it kind of grew on me. What? 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 What was off-putting to me is that this is. Okay, this is these first two issues are a retelling of the Vision's origin in the comics to where he's being he's a pawn being used by Ultra created by Ultron, possibly out of the old body of the human torch, not Johnny Storm. But that gets changed so many times to Sunday, it doesn't matter. So what 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 kept throwing me off is in my head I'm going, no. No, that's not. <laughs> Wait, why is Wonder Man there? What? Uh, like, where is what? You know, because as we know, the Vision's brain engrams uh, are, are those of Simon Williams, which he does get in this show, but only after Simon is wounded and uh, Hank has to put him in a back to tank and then. <laughs> pulls his brain out or copies his brain and dumps it into the vision, which in reality, well, anyway, I'm not, we're not here to recount a history of, uh, of, of characters, but it was, it was just ass backwards for the origin. I think the whole idea was that they were trying to have the team that was in the West coast Avengers basically, uh, at that time. Yeah. So, you know, they, they they tried to shoehorn in the story the, as best they could. I, I didn't have a problem with it. But, oh, you know, I, I, started... I didn't have a problem. I was just, just in my head. My head cannon is like, no, that's that's this is a little off. This is not this is, you know, eh. and I really thought they made, uh, you know, I know Hawkeye has always been a hard ass, but he was a straight up dick in this show. I mean, a, hum- a humongous dick. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, you know, maybe, I mean, because we have Jeremy Renner, who is not 
Yeah, he could be sarcastic and a little biting. But he's very much more low key than. Yes, this and this was right. just like in your. This was I checked because I, I I thought is the guy that's voicing him the guy that voice voiced. Uh, Wolverine and the X Men. I thought I was certain that was the case until I looked it up and found he, out. Unless he was I'm Gambit. mistaken, yeah, he was it is Because he sounds exactly like Wolverine. Yes, and actually, the one that's Tigra was Rogue. Hmm. And the one. Well, let's that's back Scarlet. up a little bit before we go too far. Yeah. Um, the story, you know, the, the the episode opens with the theme song. What do you think of that? Let's kind of bring it through a little bit. Ah, uh, hold on, I gotta find, I gotta find the, I, I, I gotta listen to it again for a second. I mean, dun, 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 dun. Avengers, assemble. <laughs> Avengers. Now you've listened dun, dun, dun. to it again. Dun, dun, dun. Right? It was like dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Avengers. Avengers. Oh, yeah. It was. I did not think it was very good. It was it was like it was trying too hard to be the X Men, the X Men theme, and not not landing, not sticking to landing. Hmm. That's 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 actually not a bad thought. I didn't I, I didn't make that connection, but I think you're right. Well, because the X Men one was ba 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 this is all off the top the top of my head but so now 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 we go dun, dun, dun. it's like the only one that like the yeah it was just bad i couldn't it was hard hard to listen to i wasn't impressed with it either i kept getting from and the whole, the whole thing with the uh, and the avengers assemble montage i kept thinking of voltron well yeah because they got to sell those 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 armor toys Ultra Defender of the Universe. So, see, I, now that was I, a good show. I, I, yeah, the fact that they did that sequence every time they armor up. Oh, every um, time they assemble or whatever, it's like. It, it just it, it just felt like it was filler. Yep. Mm. So you know, what, let's let's talk about the character models the you know the actual drawing first i guess we could talk oh, about the okay the general art style in the episode but then we could talk well, about the individual so, character models well okay so you want to talk about the individual characters uh to, to the extent that they give you any sort of interest well okay so ant-man and hank pym that <laughs> i mean it was uh, you know, the one thing that was weird was that when he grew, his helmet didn't grow with him. Like when he was normal size, his helmet covered his face. But when he grew, his helmet was like a hat. And I was just kind of like, what? OK. So uh, but as for his character model being Hank Pym, it was pretty well on. I mean, it was I thought it was OK. Um, so. Next, we want to mention the Wasp. She didn't really stick out to me. She was all right. Uh, I mean, we only saw two episodes. I don't think she kept going through costume changes. Although they did seem to have different weaponry, but I guess that's when they put the armor stuff on. Now, the okay. Now, the next big one that bothers me is Hawkeye. Yes, his physical look. I mean, it's he was different enough from Hank Pym. 
I guess, but I don't remember him being that tall. Yes, that's what stuck in my head too. How tall they made him. And, and and did they do it because you had two blonde characters and you wanted to distinguish one from? Because I the the height thing kept throwing me off so much that I didn't pay attention to if they really looked different. I think they did. I have to go back and watch again. But I just don't remember Hawkeye being so damn tall. I mean, Jeremy Renner isn't that tall, but, you know, that's different show, different thing. Uh, Scarlet Witch, very, very different, very like bohemian. Like she her her, her costume was not, you know, all one color. Uh, I think the maybe the actress laid it on a little thick with the voice. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is too, uh, you know, the voice character, you know, they made her as a very clearly Eastern European sounding mm-hmm. accent, uh, which the character is supposed to be Eastern European, but for whatever reason, when I'm reading her in the books, I don't hear that in my head. No, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, you know that that must be why I was so like, whoa. But now in in the MCU, they did have Elizabeth Olsen start out with... She started that way, and then she just kind of lost it. It just kind of went away. Kind of like Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Except that happened in one movie. (laughs) I kept hearing hearing the Baroness every time she spoke. (laughs) I thought it was interesting, you know, again, you know, just jumping in story-wise that the... uh, that, you know, Ultron didn't they didn't really give us an origin. He just existed. Well, that might have been. I don't know if that would. Well, I see. I haven't gone back and read the first two issues, so I don't know. Yeah. To, for anyone who's not familiar with Ultron, I can't believe he wouldn't recognize Ultron. That's I mean, well, I mean, I guess he could. I mean, if you compare that first Ultron to what he's become later, but he usually keeps the same face style. So, yeah. Ultron was weird. At one point, I was like, wait a minute. Like, when Ultron, his head was attached to a spine, and it was wiggling as he came into view and, like, plugged into a body, I was like, did this happen before or after the Borg Queen in Star Trek? It's got to be after. I'm pretty sure this is after, yes. Yeah, because I was just like, wow. I mean, that kind of impressed me. For this show. The multiple cars. Well, when uh, we're staying on we're staying on the models first. All right. So Simon Williams. I thought Simon Williams was look good. Looked like Wonder Man. It's it's the one of the later outfits he has. What's weird is that he and Wanda have a relationship here, which they kind of will have later. But initially well, her relationship was with the vision. But he's going to they're going to kind of have it later if you're going with the chronology of the comics. But if you're going with the comics at the time, I'm pretty sure this is around the time of the reboot of the Avengers, you know, following the disassemble when uh, Perez and excuse me, Perez and Busiek. Yeah, did them. And he had the relationship between her and one. That was when she brought him back to life. Right. Yes. Yes, that's right, because he had died in uh, yes with the Kree Nega bomb or whatever, or something like that. Yeah. 
So I think that's what that's all about. I think they're trying to they were trying to catch up to to the continuity as it existed, you know, in in current comics of that day. Mm hmm. Um. I thought the vision looked looked all right. Uh, I don't know if they could have made him a little more machine like sounding. Well, I think the goal was to eventually make him more human. <laughs> yes. So you know, uh, they didn't want to they didn't want to overdo the machine and then you know have the contrast be that dramatic. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the way I would think. Uh, right, I don't know. I thought the Falcon. That Sam looked good. I hated that they armored him up, though. Oh yeah, I wasn't. Ha- yeah, I wasn't real keen with the armor up. I thought it was funny with uh, with Red Wing landed on Jar- Jarvis's shoulder and put his wing around his head. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why they they didn't go with the character model of Jarvis, kind of the way we know him. Yeah, He's somewhat older, balding. Jarvis looked more like pudgy. Jarvis looked more like Dr. Smith from Lost in Space to me. Yes. They they should have just got Jonathan Harris to to voice him. But then Jonathan Harris, I think at this time, had been voicing. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's why. Because he had been voicing on Freakazoid, I believe, the part of the butler. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, Tigra, well... I always like me a cat, so. I didn't like the way they made her fur at the ankles and the, at, the, at the, the wrists. Feet. A little, little too much. I mean, it looked like she's wearing like leggings or something, or like an outfit that Abba would be wearing. <laughs> and that, and she was voiced by uh, by Rogue from the X Men show, from the X Men a- a- animated series. So uh, I think that covers all the mains. There's more people that will appear later in other episodes, but we have not seen them beyond. You know, and of course we had Ultron, which we discussed. He was a little well. You know what? Ultron's always over the top and crazy, so he kind of fit in right here. Yeah, I guess. Now I, uh, I thought some, you know. Some of this was like kind of dumbed down for a younger audience, and some of it I didn't. I, some of it I thought was just a little too uh, designed that if you didn't know what was going on, you'd be lost if you were a kid. So I, I thought there was some poor writing choices as far as that goes. But one of the things I thought was funny was when uh, when when Doctor Pym is going to use the Vision's body and put Wonder Man's brain waves into it. Mm-hmm. And and Scarlet Witch gives him a whole, you know, she's she's outraged. What gives you the right to do this? And he just says like, well, otherwise he's gonna die. And she okay, says, please save him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a quick turnaround. <laughs> Compressed storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the, you know, the characterization in general, I thought it was a little bit. You know, there, there was some things there. You know, they they did show you know Hank Pym as having the uh, you know the insecurity about being the leader and all. So I mm. mean, there was some stuff that I thought was decent. But on the other hand, like I said, it was, there was a little bit of where if you didn't already know the characters, you'd be wondering you know what they're doing. Well, he had a character. Uh... 
Yeah, this is kind of a, if I remember this character correctly, or I could be getting my characters mixed up. So, it was in episode one, it was, who was the guy with the government? Was that, his name was Sikorsky. Sikorsky. Now, I don't remember, but you know what? Watching this show has made me decide I need to go through and do a, an Avengers read through because I've I've never read it in direct in in order. I've always read it a little, you know, a section here, jump to another section, jump to another section. But I've never read it from start to to. Well, you know, the volume one, let's just say, which, you know, like 504 issues. I've never read it all the way through, but I swear that I could be getting them confused with the early X-Men because I thought the early X-Men had an FBI liaison, but I don't remember his name being Duncan. Okay, because Sikorsky was also the name of an alien from the Starjammers who, Mm -hmm. oddly enough, looked like a helicopter. But I don't remember the Avengers having a like government liaison. I thought the the Avengers other, liaison was Gyrick. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Other than Gyrick, so I'm like, where? Am, that's why I'm I'm confused about Sikorsky. Yeah, I'm not sure if he was. I, I assume he was in the comics at some point, but I'm not really familiar with it. Yeah, and I just did not have enough time to actually go and research anything uh, due to constraints of getting home from work. And so, but, uh, you know, maybe in the future I'll dig and see. So, uh, yeah, so the first episode is basically the president's coming. Um, Ultron decides he's going to attack. He's got a plan. He sends out all his robots and some of the robots look like uh, TV trucks. And that that's where I was like, ah, toy tie in. Yep. <laughs> I see it. You know, it's kind of hard to miss. So all the evil Ultron vehicles, uh, you know, attack the president, and through things that happen in the plot, the Falcon saves him. Uh, Falcon's like, I guess, brother or nephew. I think it was his, his nephew because he's yeah. Uncle Sam. That's right. That's right, Uncle <laughs> Sam. <laughs> right, yeah. So he kind of gets hurt, uh, and then uh, Sam helps helps Avengers fight off the robots, and then they uh, Wonder Man gets uh, hurt, take back, and so that was like the end of the first episode. Oh, and and that's where they they <laughs> because Hawkeye didn't save the president, but Falcon did. They're like, and that guy, we don't want to see him around anymore. We so, like this guy. We like this guy. We don't like that guy. Get rid of him. So Hawkeye's got a chip on his shoulder. Then we go into the second episode, and it's all about saving Simon. And then uh, dumping dumping his brainwaves into the Vision, and the Vision turning against Ultron, and Ultron shaking his fist. Oh, get you, Avengers! Shake you know. harder, boy. <laughs> you don't even remember me, do you? Should I, you know, when he's interrogating Hank Pym? So, yeah. 
It's it's not. Well, yeah. Do you want to give it a grade? What do we grade it on? No, I don't want to give it a grade quite yet. I, okay. I think I, okay. I just want to look over my notes a little bit. Uh, I have notes. Oh, I made a couple of notes as I was watching. Oh, when they first introduced Ant Man, I thought it was interesting that they introduced or uh, in the newscast they call him a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which he isn't really. He's just a size changer. He's not a shapeshifter. So I just thought that terminology was a little strange. Oh, wow. Um, Sorry, I just read something. Um, okay. oof. Uh, you know, I, I again, I was shocked to find out that that was not the same voice actor as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the Vision does does switch over and becomes an Avengers ally, I don't, you know, I know that there's the one demand brain thing and everything, but it just seems to be too quick. There should be some more confusion. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, Ultron, the way he was drawn, I don't think he'd be able to walk through a door because his <laughs> shoulders were like ridiculous. Well, not just that. First, he would have like some type of body and then he would armor up himself and then all this extra armor would come on and like big giant guns and and hand blasters. And I'm just like, wow, man. When when Hank Pym was full sized with the helmet on, he reminded me of the movie The Fly. And oh, there were there were a lot of times where they did like a sound effect of either Red Wing or of Tigra like growling or purring. Or oh whatever. yeah, and I found like it a, very very just unsettling. Like an eagle piercing the. Yeah. The silver yeah. Hawks thing. Oh, yeah, because when she would do the growl, it was totally it's like that is not they it's they should have the just had the doing it. right they should have just had the voice actors doing the growl and not taking like a stock lion roar. Uh, uh, well, maybe she was doing Zool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So those those were my my comments on it i uh i came to this from a different perspective because i'm the dc guy and uh the only avengers i've really read is i've read the originals from the start through 1969 Mm -hmm. so i came to this uh, you know not knowing what to expect but i figured the avengers i'm sitting there spoiled by what's going to come later and i'm i was expecting cap and iron man thor and it kind of reminded me and i'm not criticizing it it's more on me that i came to the table like to see the justice league and got the justice league detroit (laughs) that's that's not a bad comparison actually you know so uh, coming into it i was a little disappointed in it the the whole aesthetic it's the 90s, so I I get a lot of the futuristic aesthetic and and that kind of thing. The the Ultron vehicles, I kind of got a real Transformers vibe off them. You know, with the guns popping out of buses mm-hmm. and and things like that. Um, the storytelling. I mean, I read the original story with the. I guess the origin of the vision. And, uh, you know, I didn't find this 
too far off the beaten path. And it did kind of remind me a bit of, you know, the movie that would come many years later. But part of the storytelling, I felt there were just some gaps that didn't quite make sense. And it may be petty, but Falcon's nephew. I didn't know whether he got killed or whether he was injured, but they never. Okay, so it was. I thought it was. I thought maybe I was misremembering because I was like, well, wait a minute. What happened to his his nephew? Because I don't remember them going back to him. No, they don't. Hmm. I mean, he could. If he showed up and was like, you know, my nephew was killed, I'm going to help avenge him. Hmm. Right. Or even he was injured, but it's never, ever referred to again. And the business with the president, I get politicians will change on a dime, but this they went from we're going to honor the Avengers because we love them so much to, okay, we hate them. (laughs) Screw you. It was just a little, I don't know, it was off. But like I said, that might be me. The whole Avengers assemble thing. Like I said, it reminds me of that, uh, the montages they used in like Voltron. I think the Silverhawks, maybe Mask did it too. Well, uh, okay, so they were, uh, I just read a thing here. It says, okay, beyond this, the series bore little in the way of similarity to the comics, mainly due to its wholesale redesign of the cast, characterized by asymmetrical costume design and the most infamous elements of the series atman wasp hawkeye and falcon all wore suits of battle armor which they donned in super sentai inspired power-up sequences so like um power rangers there you go right right oh there's nothing here Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I think, wasn't that a thing in the 90s, too? Everybody oh, yeah. had armor, like Superman had armor. Well, what does he need armor for? <laughs> well, you, well, he didn't want to mess Everybody up his else has armor. Well, get yeah, I have armor. armor. We need to sell product. That's what it's about. And this might be something that's also in the comic, but not the series, or maybe comes out later in the series, that Tiger is an athlete who underwent genetic treatments to give her a competitive edge. <laughs> Doping. These treatments went awry, leaving her with the form and abilities of a tiger. Whereas the tiger we know was uh, involved with the cat people, blah, blah, blah. Yak, yak, yak. Becomes a cat. I've always liked tiger. That's all I'm going to say before I get in trouble. Wow. <laughs> so that... Let me ask you a question about Vision, because as I said, I'm not as familiar. He seems like he's a pretty badass character. He comes in there, he's kicking the hell out of everyone. Until and then Wasp, Wasp shoots him once, and he's down for the count. Well, that's because she got in real close and zapped him in the ear or something. I don't know. Those Wasp things hurt. But he's a machine, isn't he? Yeah, but she was disrupting his electrical system. Okay, I'll buy that. And my second question is, he's able to, like, materialize through things, for lack of a better word. Yeah, he can control his de- his density. So as, so- as soon as so- somebody grabs him, you think he just, like, make himself ungrabbable. Or if somebody throws him at something, he could just pass right through it. I don't know why he smashed into that control wall. Well, my question was, when he escapes... 
and he says he's going to adjust his density. Why do the things explode? Why does he just pass yeah. through it? Because I think they were preventing him from adjusting his density, so he had to kind of adjust it so it would overload and blow up. Okay, well, I'm I'm good with I'm good. I take your explanation. I'll see your comic knowledge and beat you. <laughs> now, did they? You said they made figures, right? Yeah, I have not looked up the figures. Did they have the variant where they're all wearing the matching lab coats? Well, let's let me take a look at toy line. Let me look up toy line. Yeah, they were all wearing. And oh yeah, in one scene, the Scarlet Witch has a mask on, and then when they cut to the long shot, she's not wearing a mask. What's up with that? Yeah, I was like, what, 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 what? what? Okay, images. What do we got here? Wow, these are some pretty cool looking toys. I'm gonna have to start looking for these. What the heck is that? Wow. Hmm. Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter's Ant-Man. What? Shape. Here's another shapeshifter. Shapeshifter Captain America. What is that? He's not. I don't like those already. I don't know. What, they sound like scrolls to me. I guess he like flips. Or, I don't know. They, they they put the armor on him. I guess. Yeah. You know, you think a no-brainer would have been a, an Ant-Man like the Mego Hulk. We have pumped him up and he broke through the cage. Hmm. They had a cool. Yeah. And they were flying. What did they did? They steal the X-Men's uh, Blackbird. They're flying around in a Blackbird. Mm. They look like distinctly like an SR-71 to me. SR-71. What's an SR-71? No, I'm kidding. Armageddon reference. Ah. So, yeah, they yeah. did have the figures, though. Oh, yeah, there's lots Toy of... Toy biz. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking... Scrolling through. I mean, they even had a Thor one. Yeah, which Thor never got to appear. He was scheduled, slated to appear in the second season, which they didn't get to. There's a Kang. Kang! Kodos and Kang? That might be worth some money now. Kang is great when he fights Kirk. <laughs> that's who that's who they should have playing Kang. Michael and Sarah. Too bad he's dead. So That would have been great. <laughs> he had the voice for it. He could be easily be he could be Kang in any universe and any type of character named Kang. Too Kang, you know, uh, Kang or Kane, either one. <laughs> He was in Babylon 5, too. Who was he in Babylon 5? I'm trying have to remember. Wait. I have, I have seen it. He was, he was the first time you see a techno mage. He's, he's, uh, he's the one that says, I can tell you, what, five words to make someone fall in love with you and six to make them hate you forever. He, he's the one that goes on and gives that big, long speech. And he's like, we yes. are going away off into, you know, this is not our time anymore, blah, blah, blah. He was, he was great in that. That was a great series. We should do yep. that one day. I I think we should. But for now. But for now. All right. And you know, as for the not giving an origin, I'm I'm cool with that because years ago they did they didn't do that all the time. 
It was like the Super Friends came on. There was no how the team get together. I mean, but it is interesting that they had, like, I don't know if they advertised the comic as a tie-in or, you know, I'd have to do some more research to see when the comic came out versus when the show came out. Because, like I said, it distinctly said the first two issues were prior to the first episode of the show. And then I did glance at the third issue, and it takes place after this show. And talks about and uh, the vision goes on a talk show and he's attacked by a guy in the audience. The guy saying, you have no soul, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they towards the end of the comic, they talk about uh, Hawkman and um, Wonder Man joining uh, the, the Avengers. I, I didn't have time to read the whole thing. I just kind of did a quick, quick, quick glance through. So. And the art in the comic is similar to the TV show. Yeah, actually, it's a little. From what I saw in the third one, it's close, but it's a maybe it's a little bit more refined, a little bit better. It has the same general style, but it looks a little. It 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 could have the exact same art. You know, you think that it might, but to me, it looks slightly different. It could be. Uh, you remember when we. Red Avengers Unplugged, Paul? Yes. It could be close to that, but not as stylistic. Like, it's still hugging the comic book. It's it's still hugging the animated style, but making it look a little more realistic. Not... Uh, yeah, it's it's different. I'll see if I can dig up some pictures. Yeah, I mean, that, that, sound, that sounds about right for a choice for if you're going to do a uh, comic book tie into this though mm-hmm. uh, that that unplugged artwork would be right you know pretty much on target um <clears throat> i wonder if you know i mean i guess they always have you always have big plans that you're going to do more but i think uh it was probably overreaching to try and go forward without having you know somebody who has just a little bit more star power to them it's it's interesting, you know, that they they chose to use characters that you'd recognize. I mean, over the course of the series, you saw uh, Zodiac, you saw Kang, you saw uh, the Ringmaster. You know, there were definitely characters that you'd recognize. Uh, but on the other hand, it just it felt like it like it was not part of things with the other stuff that they had going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I said about how they didn't use the characters. They did have Iron Man right around this time with his own animated series, which quite frankly, I thought this was superior to that. Uh, I thought that Iron Man series was possibly the lowest to cut on the Marvel. That was the one with the guy from, from uh, airplane voiced Iron Man, Robert Hayes. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a tie into force works. Yeah. I've got some, uh, I've got some animated cells from that show because there was some comics that came out with the minute. I still have the yeah. cells. Yeah, they did it for that, and they also did it the, the, Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I have a, a cell and a cell that has uh, the Human Torch and a scroll. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's you know they tried to do the tie-ins. I mean, you're t- we're talking you know '90s, early 2000s. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was well, you know a lot, a lot of. A lot of uh, greed going on in the comic world. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know that that they that they use the Zodiac. The Zodiac for me is a I consider them like a deep cut. Like that's I mean, not... the, the Zodiac is the Marvel version of the Royal Flush Gang. Ah, true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I've always enjoyed like the Zodiac. The only place I ever remember seeing them is the Avengers. Uh, the, they, mean, they, they were in the Defenders also. Yeah, but did they like the whole? Like, I remember seeing one or two people from the Zodiac in, in an offhand book. But it usually it was like the entire Zodiac would go up against the Avengers. Well, much like the Royal Flush Gang, they had different incarnations of the uh, mm-hmm. of the Zodiac. So there was, you know, different people who took on different roles. Or that, you know, they, at one point they had a uh, an all android uh-huh. version of it. So that you know, it was it was a different thing. But again, to me, very very similar to the Royal Flush Gang. It was, you know, kind of the generic. Uh, super villain team that you could put up against your heroes when you needed somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, I think in Marvel they also used the uh, Wrecking Crew that way. Uh, they also used the UFOs that way. So, but you know, it, it, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good choice. I, th- I thought, in theory, I would have expected a little bit more from this series than I got only because of the inclusion of all those characters that we got. So, you know, I, I understand why it didn't catch on and make it big, but I would have liked to have seen where they might have gone with it if they had been given more time. Why do you think they didn't include one of the main guns as a regular? I, I think they should have used Captain America. Right. Really. I don't you know. They, know. Did, they did have him in an episode, and and uh, in fact, they well, had a Submariner in an episode also. Just as an aside, I I think you're right that because it, uh, what you said earlier, because what I just read here, it says the Avengers roster for the cartoon is loosely based upon the roster of the 1984 Avengers spinoff, the West Coast Avengers. So, but you know, Iron Man was in that. I don't, I don't know if he was there in 19... See, Iron Man was in the West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think was, was, was it Rhodey? I believe, yes. Yeah, because, yeah. And then they they also had... Uh, well, I don't know exactly what time frame. If it was 84. At some point, they ended up having the Captain. Um, right. Not Captain America, but the other... Yeah, uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, so... Hmm... But you figure the, the, the appeal, you know, it's not like this is Disney Plus at this time. You know, it's regular television. You would think. Well, this was nine kids. I don't think we even mentioned that, that this was on. Uh, I mean, that's where I everything that I see says that, it well, it was developed by Fox Studios and it was on Fox Kids. And like I said, I wasn't really watching Fox Kids anymore because I had kids of my own to take care of and they weren't old enough to be into you know cartoons right so this was but it was broadcast television right mm-hmm. fox channel five or whatever yeah. it was yeah yeah channel five in new york probably like your block or on saturdays and right but what, what, what i'm getting at is nine out of ten people who've never watched anything know captain america or the hulk well you know something like that yeah, but These characters. The Hulk had his own series at that time, and so did Iron Man. So Captain America, to me, and was I think Spider Man no choice was was right. it the Spider Man series at the same time or close to it, and it was much better. 
Spider-Man the Animated Series? Yeah. Well, Spider-Man the Animated Series was, I think, at a level with the X-Men. Yeah. Yes, it had very involved storylines that that followed through. This, to me, doesn't seem to have... Like, you may have... Well, well, you know what? I've only watched the first two episodes, so I can't can't say that. Uh, That's making an assumption. And that makes it you, know, you know who, you know who appeared in the series before it's over? What? Atuma. Yeah, I saw that, but I thought it wasn't him. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an episode with the Submariner. Ah, of course. We have to have Atuma or Orca. It's not Atuma. It's not mm-hmm. Atuma. You have to have so. an episode with Atuma and with not Atuma. Oh, actually, the Spider-Man episode, uh, series had wrapped up. Uh, in the end of 98. Now, that series, and I don't want to go too far afield here, but that series was pretty much fun as it went along, and then it just got, like, batshit crazy at the end. <laughs> <laughs> when they, I guess they, this, that's when they were going to... Uh, they, I think they ended it and they re- rebooted it as Spider-Man Unlimited, which was an unmed- unmitigated failure. Yeah, wasn't that when they tried to, like, like it was really actually Spider-Man 2099, but not really when he went yeah. to the alternate Earth and yeah, it was, yeah. It was Spider-Man 2099, but not really. I think that's a fair description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think that's what fault fo- that was on the same time as this. That was awful. Ugh. Anyway, I guess we can rate this one, and I guess this one we're just you're just giving it one grade really you're not gonna uh yeah for the two-part story uh mm, uh, all right so what's our criteria we don't have a cover it's it's overall enjoyment and okay we want to rate it and i would say Uh, we'll stick with the a to f range i guess we could go with art and we could go with story uh and my dog can yell in the other room um jesus (laughs) uh art the style, the animation style. Ooh, I'm not. To me, to me, on some some levels, I feel the old Superman, uh, the Super Friends cartoon was better with some of the animations. As hokey as that stuff could be, almost 20 years earlier. Um, and it wasn't as good as the X Men, uh, the animation in that series. I hate to say this, but I'd have to give the animation for the show a. I I I I can't give it an F, but I got to give it a D plus for the animation. It was just, I mean, it, it had moments, but overall, I didn't like it. So D plus for the animation, the story. Once I got past the differences and and my own internal head canon. Uh, the story got a little better, but there was still a lot of gaps to where, you know, what happened to Sam's nephew, you know, numerous other little things that just like, you know, turn on the dime. The Avengers, the Avengers are great. The Avengers suck. You know, uh, I'm going to have to give the story a C. So that's like a C minus overall for my grade. And comics grade. I'm going to mute now. Dave, what do you think? Uh, uh, 
the art, I, uh, the animation, I didn't care for either. I agree with Bill. The old uh, Superman, not Superman, the Super Friends cartoons, you know, it's a stylistic choice. I didn't care for the style they chose. Uh, it just it, it didn't do anything for me. I guess it, in the 90s, I, I wasn't watching it. So I don't have fond memories of it like the Super Friends. It's apples and oranges. But strictly my opinion, I gave the R to D. And I agree, not to sound like me too, but I agree with Bill on the uh, story aspect as well. I gave it a, a C- minus for an overall grade of a D plus. See, I thought the art was okay i thought it was you could follow it you, you know you could tell the characters apart i just thought it was exceptionally unimaginative uh it felt just very bland in the way it was presented so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with c minus on the artwork i'm gonna give it a little higher than you guys because again i thought you could tell the characters apart i thought you could follow the action it was just more or less the character models that i didn't care for so much uh, the story I thought could have been much better developed. I thought it was just kind of like thrown at you. It's, you know, what I talked about with, you know, the, they're already up and running and everything, but they don't really give you a chance if you're not familiar with these characters to learn them and, you know, to, to start to, to distinguish them personality wise, other than the fact that Hawkeye is angry at everybody. I think that's really the only character trait that I saw that and, and that, Wanda whines a lot. Um, so I, I, I just I just thought that the story could have been much, much better written if they had just I treated it with a little bit more care. So I'm going to say a C- minus on that, and that's what I'm going to give the overall rating as well. So, so. That, is that the, it's not Wanda Maximoff, it's Wanda whines a lot? <laughs> I'd say that's a fair description. Well, that goes right, that goes right along with her brother, Pietro whines a lot. And he certainly does. So I All guess right. that's that's it for this one. And uh, I'm not going to say next week we're going to hit the uh, the next series, but sometime soon. What, what was the uh, this is United They Stand? What was that? The other one? I guess it's Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Is the uh, next it's either one? Avengers Assemble or Earth My Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's I'm one pretty sure it's other. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but I'm not certain. What, we're going to go in whatever chronological order they came out. So. Whatever the next one is. The next one is Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Okay. And that, that was in. A, what I could tell you is that one has an equally bad theme song. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, I originally watched the first episode of all three, thinking we were going to cover it that way. But uh, so I watched like back to back on each one and it got quite the it was quite the dichotomy of differences. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh man alright so well, we'll see what we say next time yeah. alright so that'll do it for this week and uh, thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time I'm angry all the time but I'm an archer and not the Hulk and I'm not Wolverine <laughs> actually I'm not I'm, I'm Gambit on another show
Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Nice, I'm looking good. Uh oh. Mr. Mark once again, Hawkeye. Just having a little fun, Ultron. I'll show you how to have fun. I'll take you through. Save it for the series. The Avengers premieres in just a few minutes on Fox Kids. <laughs>